Hey there, welcome to the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. I'm your host, Betsy Jewell, and I'm joined today by my partner in career coaching, Jay Dusold. This episode will sound a bit different from others I've published. First, I'm sharing the audio from a recent live event that Jay and I held in our Life After 12th Facebook group, so the format is kind of different. Second, sadly, the audio quality isn't as good as I'd hoped, but please don't let that deter you from listening all the way to the end. This topic is one of the most important that I've covered on this podcast. It's all about helping young people see and understand their shape. You may be wondering what I mean by shape. Well, it's an acronym for the five facets of their inner wiring that directly relate to career direction. Listen in as we explain each facet and why they are so important to finding a career direction. And after listening to our conversation, if you still have questions or need more clarification, please reach out to me or Jay. We'd love to connect with you. So without further ado, let's get started. Hey everybody, happy Monday and welcome back to another live in LA 12. Uh, we're coming live on Facebook and in our YouTube channel. So wherever you're watching, we're happy to see you. Hope you had a great weekend and we're excited to kick off this week with a topic that we feel really passionate about and that Jay is going to provide a lot of detail around to help you get a better understanding so you can help your teens. So today's topic is helping your team find their career shape. So in other words, the key to finding their fits is to knowing their shape. And that's S-H-A-P-E. Not that there's any other way to spell shape, but each of those letters, it's an acronym. So each of those letters stand for something. And they each of those letters stands for the five facets of their inner wiring as they're directly related to career direction. Mm-hmm. Anything yep. there, Jay? Yeah, yeah. I'm just glad to uh, see everyone. Happy Monday, as Betsy already said. I'm glad to be uh, into this topic because we are really getting to the inner sanctuary here. This is the holy grail of of really uh, helping your teen or young 20-something figure out life after 12. This is it. Uh, We get so many people that come into our LA 12 Facebook community, and many of them, many of them, uh, reflect this issue of my kid just doesn't know what to do. We're stuck and we're confused. This is how to figure it out. Okay. And so um, I'm excited to, to kind of, you know, continue to talk about this with parents with the hopes that listeners will say, wow, this seems like a credible solution. I need to investigate it more. And part of what we hope will happen today is listening. People will say, yeah, like this, this is really different. And Uh, We've tried other things because most of the clients that Betsy and I work with, they do indicate that they've taken some assessments and other things that are pretty, you know, traditional means of trying to figure this out and and they don't work. In fact, they often make the situation even worse. So uh, we are presenting to you the the, the, the true solution to your teen or young 20 something really feeling confused And, and you're not really hearing this. And this is what I want you guys to catch right up front. Uh, you are not hearing people in this space of helping young people figure out life after 12. You're not hearing people say this. We are saying this. Other people are not saying this. And that's part of the problem is that 
No one's focusing on this element, this dynamic, this approach, this angle, this method, this mindset. No one is really saying this. And by the way, that's why we're in the position we're in as a society, meaning most of our young people don't have it figured out. But you know what? These little assessments have been around for decades. People have been saying the same old terrible career advice for decades, right? It's not working. And of course, we all know the definition of, what is it? Of, of not lunacy. What is it? Um, insanity. Yeah, insanity, right. <laughs> you know, it's it's doing the same thing, but expecting a different result. That's insanity. And that's what we have in this whole arena of career guidance for young people. It's insanity because we're saying the same old stupid things over and over again, maybe in different words, but the same old things, they don't work. They haven't worked for decades. Um, what we're going to share with you today, it works. It works. I've been doing this work since 2014, clients around the world. Uh, I've coached them into career path clarity and confidence using what we talk about today. So it works without doubt. Now, of course, Betsy uh, is on the team and together we help young people get to these places of great career fits using what we're going to talk with you about today. Yeah. And even just this week, I was traveling this week and I had multiple conversations. You know, I actually talk to people in airports and on airplanes and at you're, one of those, you're one of those people. <laughs> I am. Don't sit next to me. And if you want to nap or read a book, don't sit next to me. Um, but uh, you know, and I'm always asking the questions, oh, you know, do you have kids? Oh, they're teens. Oh, they're college students. Oh, what are they doing? What's their path? They don't know. They have no idea. You know, um, they're, or they're in college and they're just, they've changed their major for their third time. You know, we we know the statistics. Absolutely. You guys are probably sick of us quoting them over and over again. But um, yeah, the reality is that teens and young adults don't know their fit, don't know what's going to be a good path for them and a good fit for them career-wise. So we're going to break this all down. Whether you're watching live or later, please give us your comments, your feedback, your questions. If something's not clear, if we haven't explained it well, let us know because we want to make sure that this resonates with you and that it's clear so you can take action. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to start. Again, the acronym is SHAPE, and we're going to start with S. S starts for satisfying payoff. Yep. Yeah. So, so um, again, it, just to give um, listeners a framework, okay, to think about, what we're saying is your, your child has a particular shape, meaning they, they're wired in a specific way in these five areas, right? So these five areas are the framework through which you can start seeing your child and how they are uniquely wired in these five areas, okay? And the reason this is important first is because a career position is really simply an arrangement of these five elements, right? So if we know how your child is designed in these five areas, then you can actually look for career positions that have a similar arrangement, that are, that are designed the same way and that would have a high degree of fit and alignment of similarity between the position and your child, right? So the first thing that we consider is satisfying payoff. No, I don't hear anyone talk about this, yet, yet it's, it's so absolutely critical. 
Our kids are wired with a primary drive, something that's in them that they need to satisfy in order to feel like they're fulfilled and they're doing something that's meaningful. It's it's an outcome. It's It's a result that they really need in order to feel satisfied or fulfilled with the work they're doing, with their efforts, right? And so it could be something like um, making an impact, right? So, some of us are wired. By the way, this is true of you as an adult. So if you're a listening parent and you're like, oh my gosh, I still haven't figured it out. This, this might be super helpful for you today, all right? So, so all of us are wired to look for an outcome that will really make us feel satisfied. Some of us, we need to make an impact. If we're not somehow making an impact, whether it's on a person, whether it's in a space, whether it's you know in a, a, a an organization or a group, uh, somehow we have to be making an impact. Our effort has to be seen by way of the outcome of it, what it does. It, it makes an impact or it, it makes a mark in some way, a visible mark, right? Some people are completely opposite. They don't really care about making a mark, impacting people. They're like, they feel really super satisfied if they can complete a clearly outlined process and get to the finish line, right? And just crossing the finish line, so to speak, in their work, getting it completed, looking back and saying, I went through all the steps and I then finished. Wow, I feel fantastic. This is amazing, right? Some people could care less about that. See, this is so important and this is why it's first. We have to see that our kids get into life work that will give them that payoff, that will allow them to experience the end result that makes them feel satisfied. Because if they don't, they might be doing a job that you know they've got some abilities for or that they like the topics that are involved, but they're not getting that, that, that end result, the outcome that gives them the satisfaction. And so they'll feel unfulfilled. Again, no one is talking about this. No one is talking about this. And it's yet it's so important. It's critical. Yeah. And we hear from a lot of young people, you know, well, what do you want out of a job like what or a career? What's your goal to make a lot of money? Okay. Well, don't we all, but at the end of the day, a big fat paycheck doesn't bring you that satisfying payoff. Yes. It might pay the bills. It might buy you that fancy car or whatever it is. But speaking as someone who worked 20 years in, you know, a career field, and I'm sure a lot of you have either experienced it yourself or know somebody who has, you want to feel good and fulfilled with the work you do. Mm-hmm. So um, I think it's an important lesson that young people need to learn and understand before they choose a career. Yep. All right. Let's go on to the second one. All right. If, if, All my, right. if my spelling is correct, I was going to say it would be the H, but you'd be. Holistic motivators. Yeah. So again, um, my gosh, like we have so many parents in our group that talk to us about their teen experiencing a lack of motivation. <laughs> Anyone out there can relate? Um, so yeah, uh, you know, Betsy, you're in the thick of this. You have two teenage sons. So you you live at this address, as they say. So mm-hmm. um, guys, you know, par- part of our inner wiring, and by the way, we're talking about inner wiring here. These are the things like, you know, we all go after as adults. Like we want to take the Enneagram to find out, you know, what are the things, how are we wired? And that's amazing, right? And, and we gain great insight. So no one typically argues that there is an inner wiring of a person 
that makes them just as much of who they are as their external features, right? We all agree that there's that inner essence thing going on. What we're talking about, the shape, the S-H-A-P-E, are the elements that directly relate to career guidance. There's other things about your wiring that you can find out, but they're not necessarily helpful at career direction and career guidance. These are the five that relate to career direction, right? And so H stands for holistic motivators. So our kids have a wiring, part of their internal wiring is how they are triggered into action. There's two distinctions here, triggering, right? So what needs to be in the environment, in the context that activates them without the dangling carrot, right? They're just, they're going to be self-starting, self-motivating when this element is present in the environment or the context that they're in, right? I have, we have so many parents that say, well, my kid's just not motivated for this. I'm like, well, it's, I mean, it could be character. It could be like, well, they're, they're lazy. It could be addictive things that are sucking the life force out of them. Um, that's true. But sometimes it's a matter of the thing or the situation that you want them to do. It, it doesn't have the motivators, the holistic intrinsic motivators present. And so they're not activated into starting because the key thing that activates them isn't present. Um, the activator can be something like a challenge or a threat. You know, some people, they only get going when they perceive there is a threat or there is a challenge and that they rise up to get going, right? And and if the thing you want them to do or they're supposed to be doing, if it doesn't have like that challenge or threat element, they just... They're just, nah. <laughs> they're not going to be motivated to get going. This, by the way, is why some people procrastinate, okay? Because they wait until it becomes a threat or a challenge. Now they've got to do it, right? And so they start doing it. Parents for decades have wondered, if my kid gets the assignment in early May, why do they wait till late, you know, late May to, to start it? <laughs> why? Because it's not a threat or a challenge yet, right? Now, again, I'm not saying all the time, but many times it's an issue of intrinsic motivation, right? So, so triggers are one part, but then we talk about sustainers, right? Your kid is wired to, to need certain elements in an environment that will keep them engaged, right? So triggering is one, but then engagement, actively keeping them you know, uh, engaged and enthusiastic throughout the process, we're actually wired. Guys, this is part of your kid's wiring. It's real and it is there. And if you don't tune into it, you won't know how to find fits. They won't find fits because they can get into a job that maybe allows them to use an ability that they're good at. But if the holistic motivators aren't present, it won't work. It won't work because they'll constantly need the prodding, the pushing to get moving or to stay engaged. It will fall apart. So holistic motivators is an absolute essential thing to know about your kid's shape in, in order to help them find fits. And you might actually be witnessing that if your teen has a job, you might be witnessing that now. You might start to see things that motivate them or don't motivate them, um, especially if their job requires them to do things before or after. Are they putting it off? Are they waiting to the last minute? And you'll, you'll see it in school too, right? I mean, as Jay said, if they get an assignment in early May, you know, there's a summer reading assignment at our high school every summer. They know it by like June 1st. When do you think it happens? Mm -hmm. A week before yep. school starts. Okay. Yep. 
Now, again, yeah, again, I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not saying it's always a matter of wiring that's off base, but it can be. And sometimes parents don't even know to take that into account. They just put it into the category of a character fault, character issue. Oh, they're just lazy. They don't have grit. They don't have self-discipline. They can't self-manage. They don't have executive function skills. And some of that can be true, but sometimes it's it's just a matter of the, 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 that, that trigger that, that's not present. So, um, yeah, su- super important. And by the way, th- there can be contexts and situations where, you know, for a short term, somebody can just suck it up and do it and grin and bear it. Yes. But we're talking about a long term placement into life work. And, and you don't want that being a constant element. Listen, I've, I've had adults. We've had to start adult coaching years ago because I had so many parents tell me, I still haven't figured this out. I started exploring this for my teenager, but I said, oh, my God, I need this. And I started doing adult work. I've had adults who've come to me, business owners, successful business owners saying, I, I, I can't take this anymore. I'm seven years in and I, I just, I'm just not fulfilled. I'm not motivated, even though I'm successful. right? And, and a lot of it has to do right here with this whole aspect of wiring that has to do with the intrinsic motivation components. Don't you know that you're a grown-up? I'm a grown-up. Me too. Yep, me too. But you know, these days, being a grown-up can really suck. Luckily, we're grown-ups who grew up in the coolest generation. We had video arcades. And also some of the best TV and movies ever made. We lived the origin of awesome consumer electronics. The list goes on and on. Yep, Generation X. Exactly. And we're Gen X Grown-Up. Every week, the Gen X Grown-Up podcast explores media, tech, toys, games, and more from both yesterday and today. Through the eyes of Generation Xers who absolutely love that stuff. You can find us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Or find us on our website, genxgrownup.com. All right, you think that was good enough? I I hope so, man. I'm tired. (laughs) Who listens to a promo on a podcast and then goes and listens to a different podcast? I've never done it. Number three, A, appealing subjects. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is, um, this is really interesting because uh, it, 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 this is an easy one to see, actually. It's easier than the other ones. Um, but appealing subjects, these are simply the things that your teen is wired to, to, to really love working with on or through, right? When we say subjects, we're not talking about school subjects, academic subjects. We're talking about what is the content or what is the subject? What is the thing? that they like to work with, right? So, or on or through. So maybe it's people. Like maybe your kids are really wired to work with people and they should be in a job that's going to have them working with people. Maybe it's numbers. Maybe they really, like numbers appeals to them. They just love numbers. And that's a subject matter that is part of what they're wired to really enjoy. And they should be doing that. Uh, it could be things like physical objects, machines, tools, paint, um, words, wordsmithing and crafting words like they just love language or they love color. Like our kids have a set, right? There's not one. There's there's a, a set of subjects that really appeal to them, right? That they're super engaged in if they have the chance, if they have the freedom to pick, like what, what are they going to work with? Um, they're going to pick these things because it's actually part of their wiring. It's not an accident, okay? It's not an accident. When when you look at children, it's not an accident that on free time, some of them will gravitate toward the blocks and some of them will gravitate toward the paint. 
right? That's not like, oh, what a random accident. You know, little Johnny went this way and little Sally went this way, right? That's their wiring already functioning and expressing itself, having outward manifestation. So appealing subjects, the things that our kids are really motivated for and are, are loving to work with on or through. We want their future work to fit this, to line up with this. We don't want them in jobs that's, uh, that, that, are, that are dealing with subjects that are not really part of how they're wired because they just won't have the motivation. They, they won't have the appeal for that where, where others will. So we want that to fit as well. All right. You talk about the, the numbers, which is a really good example, because how many times do we hear from young people? I want to be, you know, in this career, whether it's a veterinarian or, you know, I want to own a business. Well, mm-hmm. you do realize you're going to have to like manage your books, right. And, mm-hmm. and do all the accounting. Oh no, I don't want to do that. I don't like numbers. And those are yeah. some of the things that they don't think about. Yep. Yeah, absolutely. And that's why in, you know, in the coaching work that we do for career research, the research part, not researching fit, that's a matter of knowing your shape, um, but just the pure career position research, whether you know it's a fit or not, let's say your team says, hey, I, I've thought about doing blank, right? Whatever that position is, uh, there's a whole element here, an aspect of really doing thorough and accurate research so that you know a handful of core things about the position that are the most important to know. Most parents, maybe you're listening to, you're like, I don't even know there are more important things to know about a career position than other things. Like, yeah, there's a hierarchy of like, you should, your kids should really know these five or six things about a career before they think about doing that. In fact, we have a workshop coming up, our 14 day uh, virtual boot camp deep dive. That's exactly what we do. I'll spend 14 days with your kids showing them the six things that they must know about a position before they decide and actually how to find those things, how to know those things with confidence and clarity. Um, But anyway, yeah, it's so important, Betsy, to know those things so that a young person can say, is this going to have subjects that I just am not really motivated about that I have really no, no strong interest in? That's something super important to know. All right. What's number four? Number four, otherwise known as P. Preferred relationship. Yeah, awesome. So, so you know, a lot of times, you know, the assessments that a lot of our clients take before they find us, they they do help surface things like, what are the subjects that you uh, are interested in? Sometimes we call them interest, right? So uh, there is an element sometimes in these assessments where that comes out. Um, what never, ever, ever gets looked at, again, much much like the um, dissatisfying payoff, what never gets looked at is the preferred relationship. So this is how your teen is wired to, to relate to other people in the process of achieving something. This is a real important distinction. We're not saying how they relate to people in general. We're, we're talking about in a work context where they are needing to accomplish something, needing to achieve something in that environment, your child will prefer to take a specific type of arrangement with the other people around them in order to be in a position, in a place, in an environment that is most conducive and ideal for them to fully thrive. Okay. Again, no one is talking about this, yet it's an equally important facet of alignment as is abilities and subjects, right? We, we want our kids to be in a career position that will honor 
how they're wired to relate to others when they're in the process of achieving, right? So some of our kids, they're wired to work alone. If they are not alone and by themselves, they will not be in their optimal setting for thriving and for achieving and for reaching full potential, right? Others would need to be in community and have people around them. You know, they're in, they're in a, a, a team context and there's different, there's different even further distinctions in that. We won't get into that today. I want parents to see the broad brushstrokes of these things, right? Um, for some of our kids, they're actually wired to, to oversee others. They need to have people under them that they're managing and, and the way that they're wired is to get things accomplished through other people. And so their preferred relationship to others in the mix is to actually be able to give oversight to their work and give direction to them, right? So if you think about it, if your kid doesn't know this about themselves, which most of them don't, and they just go choosing a job, if their design, if their wiring has them needing to oversee the work of others, but yet they're in some you know back space isolated, that is going to be a terrible fit. And that will be draining in the motivation area. And it will certainly cause a severe lack of feeling fulfilled and content just on this one issue, not aligning. And guys, listen, this is what happens. There are all these discontent employers. They are working, but they're not happy. And they don't know why, because they don't know their shape. We want to help your kid avoid that. We can know their shape right now. Betsy and I find shapes every day. That's what we do in our coaching. We use a fantastic tool, an assessment tool that we've been able to utilize that does this so effectively and accurately, and it doesn't use your kids' opinions of themselves, right? We can't replicate it. It uses a unique AI technology, and, and we have the blessing of being able to use it in our work. Uh, we can't replicate it. We can use it, but it works, and we find shapes all the time. And we can do it. We can do it for your kid. But it's so important that we get these things figured out. Okay. All right. What's the last element? last letter, as you all know, is E, enjoyed abilities. Yeah. Wow. We, we, we called it enjoyed abilities. We refer to that very, for a very specific reason. And that is this. And you guys can attest to this if you're, if you're listening. We all have things that we're really good at. We do at a level, let's say eight, nine, or 10, right? The highest level of excellence, of doing it well, of being proficient, of truly, true skillfulness, right? We all have things that we can do at a level eight, nine, or 10, but we hate doing, right? So we, we, we've, we've got the, um, we have the capacity to do something, but we just don't have the joy of it. Right, we have we have the ability to do it. We just don't have the associated, um, you know, uh, happiness that comes with it, or the motivation to do it. We just we're good at it, but we don't like it. We say proficiency and pleasure. Right, the two have to line be, be together in stuff that we do. We're proficient at it. We do it at eight, nine, or ten. But there's also the pleasure part, meaning we really love to do it as well. And by the way, conversely. We can do things that we really love to do. So there's the, the high pleasure score, but we're really not that good at low proficiency score. These would be things like we do for hobbies, right? You're like, hey, I like doing this, but I, you know, I like making jewelry, but I'll never be a jeweler. I'll never actually do it well enough to be selling it and to do it at a level eight, nine or 10, but we enjoy doing it. So we do it as a hobby, 
right? We all have these things, again, in both categories, stuff we enjoy doing, but we don't do well or stuff we do well, but in, don't enjoy doing. We don't want our kids getting into life work where either one of those two misalignments is the case where, hey, they're doing a job and it requires stuff for them to do that they really like, but they suck at. That usually means they're not going to last long and, and they won't do well in the job. But again, we don't want the other scenario where our kids are doing something in a job that they, they're really good at, but yet they, they don't like, right? We want both. That's why we call it enjoyed abilities, right? So guys, your teen, your young 20-something is wired for a certain set of, of abilities that are characterized by both. High degrees of proficiency, they do it at level 8, 9, and 10, and high degrees of pleasure. They actually love doing it. Those are the things that we want to focus on. Those are the things that you want to tell your kid, hey, when you look for life work, make sure it's going to have you doing your enjoyed abilities, right? Make sure the stuff that you're going to be required to do by way of skills and abilities are stuff that is a good fit. It has a high degree of similarity for your enjoyed abilities, the things that you really enjoy doing and do well. You, you want that to align. You want that to be a good fit, as do you want the other four aspects as well? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I call it your zone of genius, right? The, the intersection of what you love and what you're good at, not to be confused with your passion, as we've talked mm -hmm. about before, right? The whole follow your passion. No. It's mm -hmm. what are you good at and what do you enjoy doing and where are those things, like I said, intersect. That's that's where the fulfillment happens and that's where your kids will thrive. Yeah. And again, it's just it's, um, you know, it's so important, guys, that you think of all five. If you if you leave any one of these five elements out, you run the risk of the position not aligning, which then is likely to cause disinterest dissatisfaction, perhaps even failure at the job, you know, because they're just not in the place where all these things fit. So it's either the aptitude or the motivation or the fulfillment is gone. If any one of those three things are gone, the, the aptitude and, and the abilities to do something and do them well, feeling motivated about it or feeling fulfilled, if any one of those three things are missing, the chances are likely that our kids will not stick with that. And that's what's happening all of the time. So those three things of success, motivation, and satisfaction, those three things will automatically happen if alignment happens with these five things. If, if the position fits our child's shape, those three things of success, motivation, and satisfaction are byproducts. They're, they're, they're like the caboose, right? That follows behind. Those are byproducts. They will come if alignment comes. Alignment has to drive the endeavor, right? Alignment is the locomotive. That's what's driving the train forward. Uh, and the caboose of success, motivation, and satisfaction, that just, that just falls in line. That will come naturally when there's a high degree of our kids' shape being the right fit for the position they choose. I think we're just about at our 30-minute marker. Betsy, any, anything else that we can address or that, that – I missed that we can quickly talk about here. And no, the only other thing I would say to parents is, you know, we hear a lot from parents. Well, my kid's just a teenager. How can we know this? How does this work? As a mom of two teens, 
you know, one of which ha- who has actually gone through this process, I can tell you that it works. And, mm-hmm. and whether your kid is going to college or not, this is a process that will be, be beneficial to them for the rest of their life. So if they go through and they understand their shape um, mm-hmm. and they can start planning their future, that's actually going to help them figure out, do they need to go to college or not? Because that's part of our, our coaching really- as well. First, let's mm-hmm. let's figure out the wiring and then let's figure out where they're going and how to get there. So yeah, that's awesome. I, would just, yeah. I would just say, don't dismiss this as Ugh, four years from now, we'll deal with that. I, mm-hmm. I think the sooner the better, because I think it'll help them make choices along the way, even through high school. Yeah. Yeah. So just to say, hey, if there's a quick action step for you guys, it would be two things. Number one is number one. <laughs> number one. Um, I just want to challenge any of our listening parents to uh, if, if you don't if you can't if you don't come up with a good reason not to believe that knowing your kid's shape is the absolute essential piece of helping them find fits. If you're not convinced of that, um, I, I would say talk with me. I'd love to talk to you because if, if you look to any other thing or any other you know solution, supposed solution, I'm telling you it's going to come up short. So, so I want you guys to be convinced that finding your kid's shape is the absolute starting point for helping them find fit. So that's action step number one. Evaluate if you can embrace that. If not, why? Um, the second thing I would encourage you guys to do by way of an action step is look at those five categories and, and just for fun, see if you can observe any of the broad brushstrokes of how your kid is wired in those things. Again, we use a tool that accurately identifies a person's shape and it doesn't rely on their answers to questions because that's super subjective. Uh, we have another method that's in the coaching tool, uh, the assessment tool that we use. Um, but 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 as a parent, see if you can start seeing that. Make a list of those five things and, and just see if you can start seeing your child's shape in those five areas. That would be another uh, great practical thing for you to start doing as parents. And, uh, we're here. We'd love to talk to you guys. If you're not in our LA 12 community, please come in and join us. It's Life After 12 Facebook group. Um, you have access to us. You can post questions, ask questions. Uh, we drop times when you guys can schedule chats. In fact, I have two coming up this week. Two parents in our group said, hey, I want that offer of a non-salesy chat with you. I want to tell you what's going on. Uh, I have two moms lined up this week. So excited to jump on the phone and keep helping parents with all this stuff. So Uh, We'd love to have you guys be part of our community where we can wrestle further with this, post questions. Uh, We'd love to uh, swing back around and follow up with any any kind of comments or questions that you make. So, guys, thanks so much for joining in. uh, And we're glad that we were able to spend this time together with you uh, on this Monday morning. Have a fantastic week ahead. This is such an important topic. As most adults know, finding career fits is no easy feat. Some few and fortunate people will stumble into a career and love it, but that is definitely more the exception than the norm. Wouldn't it feel incredible to send your child out into the world knowing that they have clarity and confidence about their future? I hope this episode was helpful to you. Jay always does such a great job of breaking things down so they're easy to understand and to apply. If you aren't already a member of our Life After 12 Facebook group, please consider joining. Our community is filled with amazing parents, and we provide lots of great training and resources for parents of career-confused teens and young adults. Thanks so much for tuning in today. As always, I'm grateful that you're listening, and I'd really appreciate it if you would follow or subscribe to the High School Hamster Wheel podcast in your favorite podcast player. 
I welcome your feedback, and I'd love to hear any ideas you have for future episodes. Be sure and check out the show notes at highschoolhamsterwheel.com slash nine zero, where I have included all links mentioned during this episode. That's it for today. I'll be back soon with another episode of the High School Hamster Wheel Podcast. Marie Kelly. Wild Precious Life is a podcast about dreaming big, digging in and connecting across distance, division, and loss. In each episode, I talk with prize-winning writers, musicians, and wanderers who remind all of us how we can make the most of the time we have. So meet me here. Let's walk and talk and dream and discover what it means to be wild, precious, and brave.